Drive into left center, and what a play made by the rookie Brian O'Grady. Pitch. Oh, into right field. Brian O'Grady, first big league home run. Fly ball, center field struck well. Marisnik going back at the wall. Gone! Welcome back, Brian O'Grady. And welcome inside episode 54 of Breaking Bats, presented by Not For Long Media. My name is Justin Ayers, and my co-host joining me for this week uh, is none other than the man himself. Uh, it is Colin Thompson, NFL tight end. This is great. This this is like a little baseball-football crossover. It's a lot of football in the news right now, but baseball is still top of mind for us. Uh, Colin, thank you so much for coming on and, and a riding shotgun on this one. It's an honor and a privilege, I'll say that first and foremost, to be back with the great Justin Ayers of Breaking Bats, formerly of the Colin Thompson Show, presented by Not For Long Media. 54 episodes, man. What a wild, wild ride. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary, too, which uh, I, I don't know when exactly in February that is, but I just remember, I think it's like the end of the month. I don't know, maybe I have to do like a birthday bash or something, but we'll figure it out. But I remember, yeah, it's- I remember being like, oh, we're going to, we're going to just, I was remember like the first year we did it. I'm like, I'm going to remember the anniversaries. I'm like, I think we're already through that. It's like, I don't know. It's like, wake me up and it's like 10 years and you know, we're rolling. We're like the next parcel. That's when you wake me up. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a big thing for it. But so we, so I started doing this with Brian um, every episode we do like, so we do episode numbers on this one. So it's episode 54 and then I started this way too late to make it fun. So we missed out on the first like 30 Jersey numbers, but we always do. This episode is in honor of somebody that wore the number of the, the episode number. So this week it's the Brad Lidge episode. Oh, Brad Lidge. Wore, yeah, baby. Or 54. Uh, his entire unbelievable. career. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I'm just cutting it. off. I'm just letting it rip. That guy was unbelievable in Philly. Go Phillies. I'm rocking the hat right now. He was electric. Carlos Ruiz behind the plate. Man, that pitching staff was such uh, – I just have – when I think of Brad Lidge, I just think of being a kid, going to Phillies games, and knowing they were going to win. Like, literally, they won 100-plus games, 99, 98, like 95-plus for like a decade when they won, uh, you know, their division. It was so much fun as a kid. We watched every single game in the summer, like literally every game, 1 o'clock, it's on seven o'clock. It's on and like planning for it. Like it was a, like it was like an NFL game where you plan NFL Sunday, where you're going to do something. It was like, okay, who's coming over? Where are we going to their house and how we're going about it? So you say Brad Lidge, I'm all in Justin Ayers. He, uh, I looked up his numbers. Yeah. The one year in 2008, he had, uh, 41 saves in a, in a 1.95 ERA, just, just unhittable. Un- and then unbel- yeah, undefeated. Yeah. He, uh, and that he had some up and down years. I just remember him. He was also a Washington National in 2012, and I don't have great. He had a a 10 ERA in 2012 with the Nationals. Yeah. So I, that's that's how I. And also when he gave up the home run to Pujols in the 05 NLCS, that's uh, one of his most iconic home runs Pujols ever hit was off Brad Lidge. So tough um, one. That's tough. I mean, that, that's what happens though. It's like 
everyone tells their stories of like in hockey scoring a goal in this goalie, but it's like our baseball, it's like letting up a home run against the Poppy or like Pools, yeah. Pools or McGuire or Ryan Howard or whoever these guys are. I love, I just threw Ryan Howard in there. Shameless plug to put him with the all time great home run guys. But I think he would have been, <laughs> if he was, would have been healthy and they would have brought him up a little earlier. Jim Tomey kind of stacked behind him. Look at me with the baseball knowledge I'm dropping today. You're killing it tonight. Uh, it kind of froze for me there. You know, when the Phillies like disappeared, for the last decade, it it just boom, it just went off. I'm wearing the LSU baseball jersey today. Shout out to Aaron Nola. Um, but yeah, my wife's family, like Justin and I were talking before. I'm a big like, let's talk on air, you know, catch up on air and have fun doing that. Keep it loose, keep it light. And I already hijacked your show by doing that. But um, you got the LSU baseball jersey on. My father-in-law went to LSU. He played golf there. He was an All-American there. And I'm a huge Gator baseball fan. Uh, and loved it when I was at Florida, going to games every weekend, watching the team, being friends with the guys. Some of those guys have been on the show, and I, I just absolutely loved it. It was a cool, just culture and laid back. And then LSU always been really good. And uh, my father in law went there, and we get a little gift card to Fanatics every year. Jay knows about that one. And I wanted to, you know, treat myself to a little jersey, so I bought the little LSU white baseball jersey. I have a Florida baseball jersey. I don't know when I'm going to wear it. I'm like, great, I'll wear it at the beach when we go. But then you're like the hard ass wearing the jersey on the beach. It's kind of like a tough look, like you're in college. So I don't know. Maybe I just gotta lean into it. I I was jacked to tell my wife tonight that I had an opportunity to wear this LSU baseball jersey. So every time I wear it, she's gonna know about it. That's one thing on this podcast that like I've always talked about. It's just like getting more into college baseball. We haven't really done a ton of it. Like we talked a little bit about it when it was like like there's maybe I'll come on and be the I'll be the once a month. 20 minute update on college baseball. Are you going to get into it? Oh, I'll, if you, I want to get into it more. If you tell me, Colin, you come on, you know, like I want to, like for our show, my buddy Nick does a little Premier League update, you know, once a month, once every two months. If you tell me once a month, I need you to come on and talk college baseball and give us some clips, I'm all in. I'll have a new jersey on every week and it'll give me an excuse to use that Fanatics gift card on more college baseball jerseys. <laughs> we need it because. Yeah, it's 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 an area of baseball that like a lot of people are passionate about it. Like I I watch the College World Series and I see the people in Omaha just losing their minds over like I mean it's just like a, a crazy cool experience to watch college baseball and that's I don't know we got to give it more love so that's I'm gonna put that in the tickler file we'll have to do that this year because I'm down I don't have a college file. baseball team yeah well you got to top one you got to go all in on one it's like the same thing as Premier League soccer it's like I'm not a soccer fan and I neither was I I'm like a hockey and football guy. But if you pick one team and go all in and learn about the history and learn about the history of the league, you'll, you're we're flying. We're going over in, to London in March. We're going to a Tottenham Hotspurs game. <laughs> like I'm go, we're going for five days. We found really cheap flights. We're all in. So I think we're taking a train to Paris for a day, like a forty dollar train ride from like London from like London to Paris, like a joke. So um, yeah, I digress. I derailed the route, but I'm all in to be your, you know correspondent my i have my future um brother-in-law he's a huge texas tech fan i have lsu fans i got florida fans so i have a good little pulse kind of on texas so like sec <laughs> world you know it's good stuff i like Already that director show it's good stuff lots to <laughs> talk about here justin sent me this whole thing like we're back together again i love it so prepared i, I prepared i mean i got full page of notes here so i'm ready to rip it up oh let's go yeah well that's i'm nothing if not prepared for, for these, it's, it's just like the good old days where it's just Colin and I just chopping it up about yeah. mostly college football back in the day. But um, yeah. now, now we have a sport where 
free and easy. You just talk whatever you want. Not so, for home media. Whatever you want to do. Have fun. Whatever. <laughs> we interrupt this episode to bring you a word from our friends at Psalm Sleep. Are you having trouble getting enough sleep at night? Because Psalm Sleep has you covered. The scientifically advanced Psalm snack includes ingredients that are naturally found in your body like GABA, magnesium, and melatonin. Sleep is the best form of recovery and has helped people everywhere take their games to the next level. It's simple. All you have to do is drink one serving 30 minutes before bed and your body will naturally calm itself down. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer your day. Go to GetSom.com, click shop, and enter the code BATS, B-A-T-S, at checkout for 10% off of your entire order. Now back to the episode. <laughs> um, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, and you have the hat on in honor of this, I'm assuming, is uh, is there just like the last like year or so for Philadelphia sports has been... I mean, maybe we can get Jack Connell in here to talk about the Sixers oh. or something, but um, like the, the, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. The, the Phillies were in the World Series like they didn't win. But like what, what a run for the city of Philadelphia, which I don't know. In my lifetime, they've never been like the, the teams that have been like this dominant, like at the same time. So uh, I just wanted to get your your take on the last I don't know. It's like six months or so. It's just been badass. Yeah, the last couple of years, really. It's been just crazy. I was talking about it before on a different show. Sixers deep run, Phillies deep run, Flyers. It's tough. So it's usually it's a historic franchise that's just couldn't figure out the goalie. Then they get the goalie. Now the team's not there. They're in limbo. But everyone else is loaded. Deep run Sixers, deep run Phillies, deep run Eagles. And they're like sustained success runs like Turner 10 years, Bryce Harper 10 years, Rio Muto 10 years. Like they're core pieces that are there. MLS team, I think they lost in the final. I do think Temple football is heading in the right direction. Villanova, you know, every year, down year this year with hoops, and Jay Wright stepped away, but, like, every year they're in it for basketball too. And then, you know, that environment, those fans, that stadium, all four stadiums are all four pro sports teams playing down there in South Philly within a quarter mile of each other. And it's kind of just built for tailgating and fun and community and camaraderie. I said it before, I think – Philly fans are the best fans in the world. I'm not saying they're the best people in the world. Watch those videos. They're tough, man. But they're the best fans in the world. And I am from there, so I'm saying not the best people in the world. I'm from that place. But it's funny, too. We were at the Phillies game on. I was going crazy in front of the TV, and my wife's never seen me like that before. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, and she's from Houston. So in the final, that was great chaos. When Bryce hit that home (laughs) run, I was going nuts. Like, literally, I was going apeshit. And I, I never act like that about sports because usually somehow, some way, I know a guy on a team. I know this. Like, I'm not a fan. That's why I make the Premier League team. That's why I'm into college baseball. And when the Phillies turned around, I tried to explain to her how deep we were into it when we were younger. Like, crazy. It was crazy. So, that all being said, I think Philly fans are the best in the world. They're just relentless. They're just diehards. It's, everyone starts a four for four. People are like, if, you don't, if you're not from Philly, people don't even know what that is. Four for four means I'm a four for four fan. I'm a diehard all four sports teams. So um, they're just different and the city's different and the pressure to have success and the owners that back it, that's key. Um, you see a lot of success with their franchises. It's crazy because like the Phillies had that like long playoff drought for a team that's in a major market that for so long had always been like consistently good. Like was that frustrating during that 10 year stretch where you're like, Guys, I know you can do it. You you went, you know, you had all this success before. You just had a decade of absolutely nothing. It was, it was, it was, yeah, really tough. It's a great question for a fan's perspective because, again, you have this group of kids and then you have a group of like young parents 
when we were like an 08 era. I was, you know, whatever I was, 12. And then, you know, the parents are what? In their 40s, 50s. And like, we were diehards. And now remove it 10 years and you, you could see it again. The passion's there. Like Red October, that place in the playoffs is legit. Every player says it. Schwarber said it was the best playoff atmosphere he's ever played in. I mean, he was in Boston. He was in Chicago. So, I mean, that guy was a machine this year. When they signed him, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And my buddy in Boston is a Red Sox fan. They're like, I'm, ah, he didn't have a good year. And Benway, too. Man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> he, he can argue he was the MVP of the Phillies this year. Inconsistent. He was there. He was ready. He was available. I mean, the guy was an absolute stud. So, yeah, it was a really big dip there. And that, like, affects selfishly, like, your summer because there's nothing to watch if they stink. Mm-hmm. Like the game's on, but no one watches it. So this summer will be crazy. Jersey Shore will be nuts. Opening day will be sold out. They'll be sold out almost every game again, which is great because they had a streak there for a while. That was really, really good. Baseball is better when the Phillies are good, obviously. But like baseball is also better when the Phillies are acting like they're like the bad boys. Like they they go out and sign Trey Turner. They go out and they bolster all their team. They have all these high-profile guys. Like that's just more fun. It wasn't fun when they were winning like 68 games and – banking on like first round draft picks that didn't pan out like Mickey Moniak. It's just like, that's it's, it's just not as like from a, and this is from a nationals fan too. Like it's just no, it's just no fun. So I, I like the level of accountability that the city of Philadelphia demands from their sports teams. Um, here's a, here's a football crossover for you with Philly. Do you notice like the Mike Trout at the Eagles games and how much hate he gets online for that? Yeah. Like, Oh look, Mike Trout finally made the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's every are, year, but Philly is so obsessed with that, right? Like if there's any city that's obsessed with the guys where they're from, it's Philly. Like they, like the announcers when they're like, and this uh, kid bringing up the court is from uh, St. Joe's prep high school. Like Philly's like, Oh, he went to prep. That's where Joe went and Bob went. And I, my, my cousin graduated from, he should come back and play for the Sixers. You know, like that's like what everybody in Philly wants to talk about. And I know everybody's city wants that, but like, there's something about it. Like, I was telling a story the other day. My great grandfather came off the boat here, you know, and like off the boat, excuse me, from Italy to Philly. And like, he's been here forever. Like our family was established in the city, you know, we're not transplant that move to Tampa or, you know, Hey, we're going to go to Texas or whatever. And there's, I mean, that's awesome, but it's just deep rooted um, stuff in my opinion. But yeah, like he's from violent, New Jersey, Mike Trout. It's like, when's he come back to play for the Phillies? It's like, I don't know. You just signed a, $400 $400 million deal or whatever he signed with the angels. Like, I don't think he's coming back. It's okay. He may come and live here when he's done, but you know, it's like, I'm sure they're chanting. We want Mike to him in the crowd and they'll hold it against him for not coming back. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's every single, every single year. He's always in the front row. He's always getting like the touchdown football handed to him. And it's always just like the joke on Twitter. He's been to more Eagles playoff games than angels playoff games. Look, so, and then my favorite is look at the Eagles pl- players. They're recruiting him here. They're recruiting him here. They're trying to get yep. him here. They're trying Mike to wants to come home. <laughs> Let me give him the ball. <laughs> it's every single year. Uh, he, Mike Trout just likes going hunting. He likes going to Eagles games, and he likes going to the diner in Millville, New Jersey, or whatever, and just hanging out. Correct. Maybe he's from Millville, not Vineland. I don't know. Same thing. South it's, Jersey. That's South Jersey area, yeah. it's uh, That's Mike Trout. And, you know, we can't – as much as I'd like him to be more outgoing and, and more of like a face of baseball, he's just not. Yeah, and but people, I will continue to make fun of him for it. Yeah, I think people make – you know, I don't think – and I know you brought this on the show before. It's like, oh, the guy, baseball, you know, baseball. And I I would say this too. I don't think the MLB does a good, good enough job 
broadcasting their stars. But it's like baseball doesn't, uh, you know, Mike Trout doesn't really do a nice job growing the game of baseball. Is it his right to? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think Does we debated. No, he's just really good. Hall of Famer already. And he'll probably have him to play for another 10 years. Yeah. That's why we have this whole next generation of a next wave of like, there's a lot of cool guys from like all over the world. Like the cover of MLB, the show 23's jazz Chisholm, who's from um, uh, the Bahamas. So it's just like, Sweet. you know, and obviously we have like the Tatises and the Sotos and, and the Cunha juniors. Like we have, we have a really good international presence. That's really going to grow the game. So I'm excited about that. Um, but you might, you referenced Tampa a minute ago and that was actually where I wanted to go next because the Tampa Bay Rays and I'm, this is talking to you as a as a former player on a professional sports team based in Tampa. So I want to get your unique perspective. Yeah, RIP. <laughs> um, the mayor of St. Petersburg, which is the which is where the Rays are now, he has selected a. I want to get this right. He selected a proposal that would keep the Rays in St. Pete, and they want to develop a new stadium where the old one is now, in like the Tropicana Field area. Um, and it's going to be like 30, it's going to be 30,000 people, which isn't that many. That's really tiny. Um, and it's going to have like a whole like fan experience. And there's going to be like a city street. That's like a game day street. And it's all great. But like you, you've been to St. Petersburg and you've been to Tampa. Like, don't you think they would have been better off putting this thing across the Bay where actually people are? There's a ton of people in St. Pete. They're all from Philly though. <laughs> They're all from uh, New York. They're from the Bronx. They're from uh, Charleston. You know, and they don't like the cold December weather. So they move down there, you know, and catch uh, opening day, you know, when the, the Braves come to town. But my point is, there's nobody there. You're right. Put it in Tampa. I love, I mean, listen, I love St. Pete. Let me make this clear to the mayor, whoever's listening, if they listen to Breaking Bats. We hope you do. Brought to you by Not For Long Media. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you stay there. It's a great city. It's a good time. Postcard in, a couple of good bars there. I've been there. Good time. But it's, there's nobody there. I played in that stadium in an Under Armour All-America game. There is nobody there. There was nobody at that game. Those games draw more people in Orlando. They draw more people in Hawaii. So, you know, it, it, yeah, it needs to be leveled and rebuilt. And I'm for the whole city and the mall environment and make it a whole thing where you travel down there and have a good time. And it's it's good for, you know, April. But the problem is, like, no one's going to be there in June and July. Like People put their places on up for Airbnb or whatever, like they, they shut their place down for the summer and they move back to the winter because it's 100 degrees there. So move it to Tampa, I completely agree, Justin Ayers. The Lightning have an amazing fan base, an amazing local support system. How the impact on the community and youth sports there, it's been huge too, talking to people there, some locals that I became friends with from Tampa. All the ranks, all the former players that live and reside there and then pump the money back into the community they made while playing for that team. Guys that don't even play for the lightning move to tampa because there's a hockey presence so that's a real thing tampa's a place where people retire live whatever what have you play a lot of golf move it downtown find a way to do it i think that's the best way to do it i get it for st pete it's probably huge for the community down there i'm sure there's money involvement i'm sure there's politics but i agree justin put it downtown i think it'd be good it's it's like so I haven't been to a game at the trop but i did live in in St. clearwater so that's kind of where your philly people are for a little bit um that's it's just like it's not in an area that's close to downtown you can technically walk to it like from downtown to the trop but it's not like i wouldn't do it then most of the people that actually watch these games like they drive from tampa so if it's a seven o'clock game and you got to go across those bridges that go across the tampa bay like it's an hour and a half easy with traffic they just get so bottlenecked it's just like 
I don't understand how they could see that that would be the best option when the, for a while they were throwing out plans of like, we could put the Rays in Ybor City in Tampa. Like we could put them over here in Tampa, which they put absolutely Ybor should. City. Ybor City is a great time. Great Ybor's vibe. Great time. It's like a small bourbon street kind of vibe. Yep. Uh, a little, little cleaner though. But yeah, uh, love it. Tampa, so many great cities, so many great places. There's a bunch of people with a bunch of money there that want to spend it and have a good time too. Right on the water. Find a way to make it happen. There's some room there. I'm sure they could find a way. Yeah, it's just where the trop is now. It's just a bunch of parking lots. And, and maybe if they build stuff around it, sure. But still just the fact remains, it's it's in a bad spot. Um, but this got me thinking that like, we've we've had this debate before about like where stadiums are or like where stadiums should be to like have the best fan experience. I think we talked about this when the Sixers were talking about moving down to downtown. Um, it's interesting because baseball, you've seen this trend of like getting out of the city. Like the Braves moved from downtown Atlanta to Cobb County, like, the you know where the rangers play it's it's kind of out there a little bit like i don't know if i i don't know if i like that for baseball i feel like i never went to turner field but having that in a downtown part of a city that's that's where you want to be especially with public transportation and uber like getting promoted more and more like moving around quickly and yeah i mean i i was for the sixers moving to the city um i get what, and I, it would be contradictory because I just said I think the atmosphere in Philly is tremendous because all four pro sports teams play right there. And the MLS team plays, you know, 10 miles down 95 or whatever that is, five miles down 95, um, you know, underneath the bridge. So, no, I'm for it. It's a great point. It's tough on baseball. You're right, Justin, because there's so many games. You got 82 home games or whatever it is, um, you know, 80 home games. You got to find a way to make it work. So I think, you know, Boston, great. Hey, it's a Tuesday. Hey, we got a half day of work. Let's go to the three o'clock game. Boom. It, it's, you're going to get more of that instead of, oh man, I got to go 45 minutes outside the city. We got to sit in traffic. Yeah. Let's just watch the game at home. So I think, yeah, you're right, Jay. I, I'm, I am a hundred percent. I was writing down some of my favorite like stadiums I've been in on the show doing some prep Phillies in the city Astros. Oh, great place. Minute Maid in the city. I've been in a New York old and new. It's not the, downtown manhattan but it's in new york city it's in that area it's accessible via public transportation boston in the city i mean killer wrigleyville i could live there tomorrow same with boston and then baltimore i mean that that's the beacon of the baltimore right now sadly so yeah i, I think you need you need you need you need to stay in the city and find a way to do it just for fans and people and juice and more more stuff to do have you ever seen uh, – so I've been to where the Marlins play in Miami. First of all, it's not in the city. It's it's literally in a residential neighborhood. It's next to the <laughs> airport. It's next to the airport uh, between like the highway and the airport. I've driven past it a couple times too. Uh, the, the players probably love it because they're like, perfect. We get out of here right after the game. Sometimes you play in a stadium and you land somewhere and you're on the bus for like 45 minutes going to the stadium and you're like, man, this is going to suck after the game when I feel like crap. Now baseball players – May or may not feel like crap after their games like we do, but I, football, we definitely think about that for sure. Like Tampa, you play the game, you're on the plane five minutes later. It's right there. I didn't realize how close Raymond James Raymond James was to the airport. Does that right there? Do, when you board are the plane, just going over it the entire time. No, they're coming in the other way, but they come down. Like most of them come in over like Clearwater and come up or come down. It's like runs that way. It runs parallel with the field. So okay, yeah. So you don't get it like that. But but no, I mean that's. That's right there. Philly's the same way. Boom, right there. It's the best. Yeah, it's it's insane. Little things. I, little things. Best of all of them, Nationals Park. Take the Metro, 
easy to get to. It's easy to get to with a car. It's easy, easy to get to with, you know, public transportation. It's just, it's the best. That area is so, blown up too. the Navy yard. That, that area. They put tremendous. that in there. It was, it was not, it was run down and there was like nothing. And, and now it's like one of the, the coolest, trendiest parts of the like DC. And they're fortunate that it, they had that, they had that kind of industrial, whatever was there. Um, where you could be like, okay, we're going to put this here. There's a spot, right? I'm sure that's where the Tampa runs into is like, here's the two places we can put it. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make sense, but we'll see business or sports, man. End of the day, whoever's got the deepest pockets usually wins. It's a good point. Um, we interrupt this episode to bring you a word from the official sponsor of not for long media and the breaking bats podcast, the original fudge kitchen. It is a staple of the Jersey Shore with six locations in Cape May, Wildwood, North Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge in-store guaranteeing a delicious product, so stop by and let them know that Not For Long Media and Breaking Bats sent you. Check them out online at fudgekitchenswithans.com as they are shipping fudge and sweet treats all across the country. Now back to the episode. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was I saw this. The Yankee Stadium is going to host uh, Pitt-Syracuse College football game this fall. Apparently, it's going to be the rematch of the very first college football game played at the original Yankee Stadium. So it's like a 100-year anniversary of when they played at old Yankee Stadium, these two teams. Um, it got me thinking, though, and this is a good opportunity to do another crossover. If you could play football at any MLB stadium, where where would you want to play? First of all, I think it's awesome that Pitt and Q's are playing there. And, and a little homage, a little history. It'll be really cool. Uh, it's a great point that you brought up. Baseball stadiums I love to play. And I think Fenway is the first and really the only true answer. I really do. Um, I mean, Wrigleyville, Chicago, I put that on there as well. San Fran on the water. You know, Baltimore in that area is cool too. Uh, but I think for me, Fenway is my answer. I love Boston. I love the city. I've walked around that ballpark. I've been in the ballpark. Uh, you know, I loved Boston College. I wanted to go play football there. So, you know, Fenway, this how historic it is, how accessible it is. The history, like I just brought up, it's just so cool. Like the place just feels like you're in Green Bay playing. You know, there's something about it, like you're at a museum. So it's last of a dying breed in this world, and I hope they do everything they can to make it happen. I would love to play a football game there. Do you think the experience of playing uh, football on a baseball field, I know they did that in Oakland for so long, and I know guys probably hated it. Also because they didn't cover up the the dirt part of the infield. They just were having guys sliding around on there, which I probably didn't like, but – do you think that's a weird experience, though, to play on a baseball field? Yeah, I think so. I mean, every, everything I've played in, I shouldn't even say, yeah, I think it's a weird experience to answer your question, yes, because you're just used to like a square field, like even growing up. I guess when you're growing up, I, I've played on baseball fields before. You have the little baseball field like in the one corner of the end zone and a little dirt in there, you know, it's no big deal, though. So it's just weird, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know, it's 120-yard field with 53 and a half yards wide or whatever it is. You don't really notice it until like it's right there in your lap, I guess. That, that would be my answer to that question. It made me think, I feel like I sent, I feel like I sent you a link. Maybe it was last fall or something, but like there was a, a baseball game played at a football or no football game played at a baseball, like a minor league baseball park. And they had the two sidelines right next to each other. Cause they didn't have enough room to put them on either side of the field. Yep. I remember that. Um, I yeah, love all I, that though. I think that stuff's so cool. Like, you know, it's not normal. So, you know what? Here's a challenge. Let's figure it out. Put the ball down. Old school, you know. Let's just go play football. No worries. And, yeah. and I, you know, you got everyone's got to drive the same direction because you can't throw it into one end zone. Like, you know what? Hey, as long as the national title's not played there, figure it out. Have fun. Try new venues. Like, 
I'm a big proponent of these outdoor hockey games. I think they're awesome. Yes. Now, the, sight li- the sight lines are tough, and I get all that. But I'm watching that game. I'm dialed into it. I want to see it. I want to feel it. I would love to be at those games. Kind of either, A, spend a bunch of money so you can see the ice, or B, spend the least amount of money so you can just party there the whole time and have a great time and watch the game on the Jumbotron, which a lot of people do anyways. Anyhow. So, like, I'm a big proponent of, like, I think the Flyers should play Pittsburgh in either Hershey, PA, or State College, PA. And, you know, make it a big thing out there. Like, I think that should be a thing. Like, every year, these teams should be playing outdoor games. I don't think you can get enough of them. Everyone's making money yeah. off them. The advertisement, I'm sure the viewers are up. The teams and the players love it. Like, mix it up. It's one game a year at 82. Stadium series. I, tr- I looked at uh, the Capitals are playing at NC State's football field. They're playing uh, the Hurricanes. Can't afford tickets, though. It's like 350 for the cheapest. I don't know how. There's more seats at Carter-Finley Stadium, I think. Um don't know how they're charging that much so if they figured yeah. that out i would for sure go down there and watch them play outdoor hockey i think that absolutely i think the maple leafs played uh the caps right here in Naples stadium yes I, navy stadium yeah i think it was when i was with the bears and i wanted to go so so bad Felt you know i'm saying i love annapolis i live here now but i was ready to you know come down and watch it but of course i'm sure football got in the way or something got in the way but yeah, whenever there's a game here again at Navy, I'm going to it. I'm excited for Navy baseball this year, too. I'll be talking about that. Everyone's going to be like, huh, who? Patriot League? They're probably hopefully at the top of it. I don't think they are, though. Um, but it's a 10-minute walk from my house, so I'm going to be at those games. They put guys in the, in, in the MLB, Navy baseball. It's also free to go to those games. I, w- I wanted to go to one of those. but <laughs> That's a good um, point. A little bit different than a winter classic hockey game. Yes. Um, so the other thing I had was uh, uniforms. I saw this headline. The Seattle Mariners had way too many different uniform variations. They had six uniform combinations, and like most of those were alternates. So as a result, baseball said you can only have four uniforms in a city connect. So they had to get rid of the all gray, like the boring, like every team's road uniform. Um, which, first of all, are, do you like alternate uniforms just as a as a general rule? Yeah, I think it's fun. It's all about the fans. It's about the kids. It's about social media it's about all the other things as a player and as a fan and then the play and then you focus on playing right like don't get it twisted guys i i firmly believe in the playing aspect i'm just saying like make it fun make it unique sell some new hats put some money in the owner's pockets like so they can go reinvest on the field that hopefully they have a franchise that does that type of thing but yeah you, you asked like my favorite uniforms i think all the gray uniforms are brutal i think they're so, so outdated they just bring me back to like playing baseball when I was like the junior Braves or like the junior athletics. <laughs> and it was like all gray, like just rough pants from your local sporting goods store. Like they're just brutal. So uh, some of my favorite jerseys in the uh, MLB, I did. Uh, I like the Phillies cream jersey. I like the Phillies powder blue jersey. Uh, I love the color purple. So the Rockies purple jersey is tremendous uh, anything that oakland does other than the gray jersey i love the oakland a i think that most people rock that hat other than yankees hats and red sox hats in the entire world that a's is cool people just rock it unless you're a padres fan because i was out in san diego and every single person in san diego wears a padres hat all different colors all different styles that was really cool fun fact yeah. i love the red sox red jersey i think that's a strong jersey and then the Wrigleyville Chicago jerseys that was made a couple last year. They were like dark blue like with the navy, light, yeah. the light blue um, lettering. Love uh, Wrigleyville and love Chicago. So 
they were my kind of five, six, seven jerseys there that I like in the NFL. MLB, top of my head. I don't like the Red Sox red jersey that says just like Red Sox because it just like they pair it with just like it just looks like a spring training uniform. It doesn't look like the solid color uniform. I don't really love uh, the Rockies is a great call when they, you pair that purple with like the pinstripes, like very, very underrated that not a lot of people think of. Brian and I did our top five uniforms. and I was trying to look back at what I said was my favorite. The Cardinals home whites. We got the bird on the bat. I said that was my favorite just because it's like old school. They haven't changed their logo at all throughout their entire like team history. Um, I had Phillies throwback on there. I had Mariners Northwest green. Went out and bought a Mariners uh, jersey like that this, this past year. is awesome. Uh, the Natch Cherry Blossom and then the Brewers where they have like the, the Navy and the gold. Um, but in terms of least favorite, any any all gray. Also the Astros. I don't love – there's something about that orange and that blue. I don't. I don't love that together. So, unfortunately, that's that's on there. Great ballpark. Um, great ballpark. You get a chance to go there. Go, folks. It's awesome. Love Minute so Did you go roof open or roof uh, roof closed? Roof closed when we went. Um, yeah. Like yeah. most of it. Yeah, it's a great. It's there. I mean, they've been winning a ton too. It's a great, great organization. They, you know, Houston's a great food city. Love, love Houston. Uh, also, Arizona. Arizona tries weird stuff. They get like neon. I like colors that. The, you like you that. Know, you know what? I, I shouldn't say that. I don't like all the weird colors, but I like the reds. I like that red. I like the coyotes when they go with the counter all red jersey too. You know, talk about it like a failure. Like put all those put all those teams together. They're all like in strange places all over the place. And it's like they've had some good years there. The old purple Diamondbacks jerseys. Oh man. Those were cool. Whew. They were sweet. Like Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. Oh. Yeah. Those Unbelievable. were cool. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh it's 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 a fun conversation to have because if the jersey is cool enough that you're right, that means people will go out and buy them. Because like if your if your jersey sucks and like you'll get teams, you get like people like me who will go out and buy like a Mariners jersey, even though like I don't have any affiliation to Seattle. <laughs> so yeah, there's something about something like a baseball jersey, something about it. Like I'm just jacked to put this one on tonight. It gives me an excuse too. I'm like chomping at the bit. I'll be honest with you, Justin. I did some serious prep and I'm ready to go for this NFL players. How do how would I build my team? I'm ready to go. As, our last thing that we had Colin for today is uh so Brian and I at one point we did baseball players playing football and I think I might have had JT Real Muto as my quarterback. That's the only one I can remember. Um, because he's a high school quarterback. But like if we had to do NFL players making a baseball like team, do you, could you come up with like a pitcher like infield outfield situation? Came up with the whole thing, the whole shebang. <laughs> so there's this is how I did it. And I didn't build it with the guys that I know that could play baseball. Obviously, Kyler Murray should be on it, Shaq Thompson, Russell Wilson, Jeff Driscoll, like guys that were drafted, right? We get all that. All the quarterbacks were drafted in the 50th round of some draft, right? Just in case, all that stuff, right? I'm not doing that. I'm just doing like based off like how they play in football. And there's going to be some guys left left off this list that I'm bummed about. But I really thought deep into like some of my favorite players in the MLB, and then, okay, what position do they play? And then who do they match up with? So my outfield, I went all wideouts, long, rangy, tall. And I'm assuming all these guys hit decent, right? Like, I don't know what they hit. But first off, DJ Moore is one of the best athletes in the world. I put him in left field. He's a freak. And he would be a really good baseball player if he wanted to be, I'm assuming, because he is that gifted and talented and works hard. I'm putting Diggs in center field because he's a – I mean – you're going to get a quicker tracking the football and all these crazy places. Like 
he can do that with the baseball too. I'm sure if he had those reps. I'm going Jefferson in right in right field because well, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, you could move all those guys around out there. They're just there's not a ball that's gonna fall down with these three out there in left field, center, and right field. Um, my infield, I'm going Kelsey at first base because he's long, tall, has great hands, and I think he's ranging enough to field the position too. So I'm gonna go Kelsey. Travis I'm going uh, it's a great point. I'm going Travis. Love you, Jason, but your brother, and you know this, is just longer and taller. Uh, I'm going to go Hunter Renfro, second base. I think he's crafty. I think he's got good hands. I think he can can do a lot of things moving around. I'm going C-Mac at shortstop because he's the best player in the NFL, and he can run. He can catch. He'll be so driven, so dialed in. I already see him with like the tight-fitting jersey and like the, the glasses that are like popped up. You know, and and he's just got the look like you're like, this dude means business. And then the crazy man, I think the best tight end in the NFL. I had to give a tight end a nod. I think Kittle on the hot corner because he's nuts. He loves the hot corner probably. He's long. He's rangy. He's athletic. He can run with the best of them. And then behind home plate, this was kind of tough because I'm like, okay, they're all built like kind of fullbacks. And the first fullback that came to my mind was Michael Burton of the Kansas City Chiefs. The guy's a grinder. He's tough. He's smart. He's got a great personality. He's so disciplined. So I feel like that'd be really good for a catcher. And then my pitchers. Uh, obviously, Matt Stafford, the guy can rip it. Plus, he was a good baseball player, too. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Joe Burrow. And then my two closers. Uh, I think a guy who's a closer and can go out and close games. We saw that this year. And I've seen him for a really long time do it. And he's just kind of getting a start right now is PJ Walker. He's my middle reliever. He's in there. He can throw gas. He can throw the deep ball in, in baseball. And he probably would have a good changeup. And then, of course, the greatest closer of all time, Tom Brady. And to follow it up, my DH is Ricard with the Ravens. Because <laughs> he's 300 pounds at 6'2". He's built like a brick shit house. He's an absolute stud. So that is my lineup uh, for my baseball team if I had to make it with just body types and types of athletes. No defensive players on the entire list. I love you guys. I mentioned Shaq Thompson earlier, but no defensive players. You guys don't have to catch. You guys don't have to play in field positions like an offensive player does. So, um, yeah, maybe a DB. I could have put a DB or safety back there in center. But – these guys just catch the ball for a living and unridiculous people leaning all over them, making all these catches. I had to put those guys out there. So there's my list. I hope you liked it, Jay. I, I, I'm, I'm floored. That is, that is the best, like most well thought out explanation of, of putting guys in positions. And you're right. Ricard would just be like a, a Dan Vogelbach situation. He would mash the ball. Yes. Dan's a great dude too. I met Dan. He was Jeff Driscoll's good friend from growing up. And Jeff would have him up or, you know, like anybody in college. Hey, my buddy's coming up for a spring ball. Show him a good time. I'm like the hurt guy. I'm like, oh, no problem. So, you know, Dan and I spent a full day having a hell of a time in Gainesville. I haven't talked to him since. But great dude. Hit it off with him. Yeah. There's no bigger Dan Vogelbach fan than myself. When he just that guy, all he does is hit home runs. It's the coolest it's thing dingers, ever. man. Oh, it's, it's dingers. It's, yeah, that's the list, man. I, I, I was like, do I go through and do I Google, like, who played baseball? Shaq Thompson. This dude, he's a stud. I mean, I was with him in Carolina. I love the guy, first off. Great guy, great leader, great person. But we had a home run derby. J.J. Jansen was hitting home runs out of the AAA ballpark 
in Charlotte or the uh, Charlotte Knights play. JJ is like the baseball player who like joined football just because his friends were doing it and then became a 15 year NFL snapper. And he's like a stud from Arizona. Like he's a crazy coach. Like he always comes in with like the dirty shoes because he coaches his kids and put the baseball dirt on him and like the baseball hat, like whatever the traveling baseball team club that his kids play for in Charlotte. But Shaq was violent, like hitting the ball violent. I don't think he had a professional hit. I know he played for the Red Sox organization at one point. And I think he went like Ofer, but I mean, in BP, it was different. You're like, okay, that guy played professionally. You just knew, right? Like it was like a gunshots were going off in that place. And he was just driving line drives off the wall. He didn't hit any out that day. I don't think maybe he did, but it was just line drives. Like they were just accelerating into the wall. And then JJ popped a few out. So yeah, good stuff. Big list. Uh, appreciate your patience with it. <laughs> I think my favorite though is is probably C Mac at shortstop because I saw his he's got a little bit of an arm on him, as as could, evidence in the NFC title game. He could throw, he can legit throw, and he just has the swagger to play shortstop. I think That's him and him and Renfro there with the quick hands and the quick feet, like oh, turn what a, double what a double play combo. I mean, unreal. And then Kelsey's at first with the length. Yeah, yeah, I like. I, pre- I like the appreciate how like. You know, well thought out that was that 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 made my day. So th- I appreciate the uh, the effort there. Um, well, that's actually all I had. Uh, this has been great. We'll have to get you back on here, maybe with Ryan, maybe with Brian. We only get co-hosts with names that rhyme. So um, yes. you have Justin and Colin. Boo. And just yeah, Justin and Colin. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's you know it, it's been a lot of fun. So I appreciate you coming on Breaky Bats. Who says football players don't know anything about baseball? Who says? Well, I'll tell you this. We did batting practice that day, and I remember all my good hits in baseball and all my good hits playing beer baseball in college. We called it slosh balls, amazing sport, metal bat, tennis ball, catch the ball in a, in a, a solo cup is automatically three outs. It was a good time. Had to finish your beer before you went around to home base. That's real baseball. It's called slosh ball. Great game. And I used to crush it. I mean, crush it. And then I went out there. I got in the batter's box. The backdrop of Charlotte's going on. I, I literally couldn't get the ball over first base. So a um, little bumped, but my career's over. I'm getting the wooden bat in my hands, Jay, and Jay, and I'm getting back into there. Put, you know, elbow up like the old days, you know, and I'm just elbow ripping up. it. Elbow <laughs> up. Now it's elbow down. They're all debunking it. It's great. <laughs> you needed batting gloves, though. I feel like you're just out there ripping it with just no batting gloves like it was like 1890 or something. You needed gloves. Unbel- unbelievable that those guys do that with no gloves. Like any of the dudes in the majors that hit with no gloves respect my hands were ringing off the hook yeah it's just a wild wild thing that you didn't have gloves on there but uh um, gritty toughness grit that's that's what you get i didn't um, put any I, you notice i didn't put myself in any of these li- <laughs> no i don't deserve to be on this list you will put you somewhere you could probably be i could see you being like first base like kelsey or i'm the perfect or, bat boy i'll get the i'll get the keg ready to rock I'll get the bat, the proper bat you need, the pine tar, all the stuff. And, you know, it'll be a great time. I'll set up the post-game dinner drink. manager. You do. And you need, like, a player uh, player engagement. I could do that. I like that. Gus Felder. Yeah. yeah. Gus Felder. Correct. Shout out. Shout um, out. Okay. This has been great. Check it out. The Collins Hobson Show on Not For Long Media. Uh, we have a bunch of other great podcasts to listen to, too. Ah, uh, geez, two girls, one league. Ever heard of it? It's pretty great. <laughs> uh, Ever heard of it? Know them? 
Uh, yeah. We have a bunch, man. There's a bunch of them. We're rocking and rolling now. We're adding a couple more too. Kind of. We got to see. They're, they're in the processing parts, but we'll see. New logo. Yeah, I'm loving our new logo. I'll be honest with you. How how great is that too? Yeah, it just, it looks great. It looks clean. Have it in the have it in the corner if you're watching on YouTube, uh, which you should be. So, um, well, cool. Thank you so much, Colin. And uh, hopefully, we'll get you back on here soon. Ja, you're the man. Unbelievably proud of what you guys are doing with Breaking Bats. You guys have been killing it, Ryan, Brian, and Justin. Thank you guys for all you do. Thank you for all everybody in the back too. We have a great team, and not for long, get it done. So, thank you, brother. And before we get out of here, a special thank you to the band Stick Figure for allowing us to use today's intro and outro music. Playing on your radio, coming through your stereo. And-